Hi Haunted Heart fans, I'm Quill and I'm one of the co-creators of the Tarot Reading. If you're in DC, I've got an experience for you. The Tarot Reading is an interactive variety show performing May 9th through the 26th and I guarantee you have never seen anything like it. In it, eclectic artists perform variety show acts, each inspired by the tarot mythos. Each act is interactive and made for one adventurous and consenting audience member. What happens next can be almost anything. We've done seances, belly dances, mad science experiments, stand-up routines, role-playing games, gestalt dream analysis, and that weird one involving a suitcase full of spam, just to name a few. Each one is always completely honest, totally amazing, and never happens the same way twice. So, if you believe in the magic that happens in unexpected places, please come experience the tarot reading. That's May 9th through the 26th in DC. You can find out more at thetarotreading.org. That's the tarot, T-A-R-O-T, reading.org. Don't forget to bring a sacrifice. I'm serious, I won't let you in without a sacrifice. a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? gentlemen welcome back to the most unscripted version of the haunted heart podcast that is netflix and kill netflix and killing and let me tell you what i've been doing is dying you have been dying so have i we're both a struggle bus today folks um i'm gonna try to carry this show a little <laughs> bit today <laughs> with your like horse voice with my horse voice all right so um it's funny because we've been doing a lot of posting in our groups about the the strange little male female Snapchat filters. Mm-hmm. And my woman one was like everybody was telling me, you know, I'm I'm this I'm a Tammy I'm this and I'm that. I actually feel like a forty year old woman who has been smoking most of her life. It's true. And is trying to quit. You kind of sound like but, it too. But she's um. We just need to get you a stick of Nicorette so you can pop it in the mic. Well, she's still eyeing them Virginia Slims. <laughs> she's still eyeing them, folks. Uh, meanwhile, I uh, I had the stomach flu. So simultaneously, yesterday. yeah. Like I, I don't feel like know. That usually happens though. Like when one of us gets sick, the other one just fucking like sympathy illnesses or something. Very imp- yeah, very yeah. empathic. It's you. not good. Take care of yourself, babe. But regardless, we are defeating our demons. Mm-hmm. We are defeating the diseases that are racking our bodies, mm-hmm. and we are going to bring you some fucking horror review, because it's the devil's work, and 
who's going to do it if not us. Right. I mean, you can't help. Well, no, I'm not going to put that on the devil. The devil might not be trying to put us down. No, no, no. The but, horror review is the devil's work. Oh. Nah. Got it. Okay. This right here is some, like, fucking, somebody done put a fucking hex on me, bitch. It's and I'm going to tell you what. You're going to have to try harder if you're trying to kill me. Because I'm coming for that ass. You let me get healthy. And I'm coming for you. I'm coming with my chicken bones. I'm coming with my fucking black salt. I'm coming with my all my shit. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard I'm for me so to stick glad to a linear. You, got, you guys love us. Um. He said, making an <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Listen, if you're new, hey, how are you? If you're new, you um, know what? Go ahead and skip this episode. Like, just fucking. We're, real. we're glad you're here, babe. But this is yeah. like the advanced level. This is the 500 level course of the Haunted Heart. So you uh-huh. just need to fucking skip on. Try you another episode. I promise it's not always this way. But this is for the diehards. Yeah, right this here. is for those of you rolling in the deep with us. And you know what? I cannot keep a fucking linear thought for more than 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Neither can I. So, so what did we, we watch? This what did we watch? We watched a film called Mercy Black, and I forget whose choice it was. Did you pick it or did I pick um, it? I think, I think you we kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did pick it. Okay, I did pick, pick it. it. Um, why did I pick it? Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I picked it. Um, because it looked cool. Um, it sounded cool. Um. There, I, there was no trailer for it. There's no trailer for this film on YouTube. There's no trailer for it. No. Oh, I didn't know that. No, there's no trailer for the film on YouTube, which is um, interesting. Yeah, it, you know, the only thing you get is the the Netflix, which is so weird when Netflix just starts the movie for you. Mm-hmm. I always hate that. Ever since I they started doing too. that, because it's yeah. like, well, I guess you're gonna watch this fucking. What movie. What if I ain't got my fucking snacks ready, Netflix? Right, it just fucking. Starts I'm gonna miss it. the first scene. What if I ain't got my popcorn popped? What, what if, if I, I don't have my Sour Patch Kids ready? What if I don't want to fucking watch it? <laughs> what if I don't want to? It just starts it for you. Like, well, it's going to go on now. That's true. I don't like it. Um, I feel like it's Netflix trying to take over more and more of our brains for sure. Yeah. Um, But no, we picked it. I think we picked it because um, the tree branches looked super fucking cool. Because mm-hmm. the poster and the way that it starts, I think, has a lot of like creepy looking tree branches, and we're kind of into that shit. So we're into creepy looking tree branches. <laughs> we are. I will swipe right for creepy looking tree branches. Amen. Um. Yeah. But so, do you want to kind of give a bit of a plot synopsis and talk to us about what the what the movie itself is about, and I'll talk about some of the inspiration for the movie because it's actually based on a real life true crime case. Ooh. So you get a two and one. Yeah, this you episode. Do. You do. Um, okay. So essentially, uh, Mercy Black is a 2019 uh, American horror film written directed by Owen Egerton. Um, it stars Danielle Pineda as a woman who is released from a psychiatric hospital 15 years after stabbing a classmate because of an urban legend about a ghost known as Mercy Black. After her nephew Bryce becomes obsessed with the same ghost, she comes to believe the ghost may be real. So, um, the film was released uh, to Netflix on March 31st, uh, 2019, with, um, according 
to our Bible, Wikipedia, um, no prior announcement. Mm. <laughs> they dropped it like Beyonce dropped an album, honey. It was a sneak attack. It was a sneak attack. They said, you know what? Netflix, we're going to drop it on you. And Netflix said, okay. And then they did. And they shit on them. <laughs> they shit on them. Yeah, they said some executive somewhere was like, oh, we're going to shit on them with this one. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not it did <laughs> whether happen. Whether it was successful. You'll find out by the end of this knows? podcast <laughs> if you stick with us. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you new listener, and you're sitting there and you're like, do I really fucking like these people? What's going on? I'm looking at you right now. I'm actually there in my fucking astral form right (laughs) behind you. I'm looking at you as you're looking (laughs) at your podcast. All right. Well, while you're there, why don't you give them a back rub? Because everybody can benefit from a nice shoulder rub. That's true. It's true. So, yes, this film, brand new, um, it was interesting we'll get into more of the review later but the film itself is actually based on a real case and some of you i bet are familiar with this case um because you're fucking weirdos like us um it's the 2016 or it's the case that inspired the 2016 documentary beware the slender man and if you haven't seen that documentary i think it was available i'm not sure if that one was an hbo one i think initially it may have been um I thought it was on Netflix a while back, um, but you can find it. Just Google Beware the Slender Man. Um, it's a really good documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's very fun. Uh, well, it's not fun. It's very scary <laughs> and unfortunate. It's a fun ride. No, but like, here's the thing. Like, documentary is not usually my style, you know? It's very, um, like, Ken Burns bores me to death. I know that he's a national treasure, but he bores me to fucking death. But this particular documentary is very well done. It feels almost like a horror movie um, in itself. It, it kind of is pretty scary. Um, but it goes into this case that happened in 2014, May 31st of 2014, in Waukesha, Washington, or Waukesha, Wisconsin. Where's Kesha? <laughs> I don't know how to Where's she go? <laughs> Where's Kesha? I ain't heard from her in a minute. Is this about her? No, she came back, but she just took the dollar sign out. Oh. She's she's bumping. Okay. The Rainbow Album. It was good. Um, no, this was not good. Uh, so Waukesha, Washington, Wisconsin. I don't know why I want to put this case in Washington. Um, I think it's because the documentary has lots of trees, and that's something I associate with Washington. Washington. Wisconsin's yeah. just full of cheese to me and beer yeah. and fried cheese and beer. Um, two 12-year-olds... Anissa Ware and Morgan Geyser lured their friend Peyton Lutner into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to impress the fictional character Slenderman. Um, Peyton Lutner did crawl to a road where she was found because she's a fucking badass and a survivor, and she recovered after six days in the hospital. So that kind of is very, very much obviously the inspiration for the Mercy Black film. It's uh-huh. almost the the opening scene of the film, which is the crime, is them sacrificing this girl to Mercy Black. Um, that's pretty much a play-by-play of the crime that was committed, um, dragging them through the forest and all the stabbing and stuff like that. I'm not sure about they They do cut the girl's finger off at some point, and I don't think that happened in the um, 2014 case, but it it's pretty... Pretty fucking close. Like, within the first five minutes of watching this movie, I was like, okay, this movie's based on that. 
Yeah. It's like a fictional retelling of that, which mm, I have mixed feelings about. Really? I do. Um, so getting, is it okay to get into spoilers yet? Um, I, 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 well, I would say so. Spoiler alert, bitches. Okay. So if you want to watch the film before you hear us kind of spoil some of it, some of the twists and turns, because there are a couple twists and turns, um, go watch the movie now, then come back to the podcast. Okay. Get the fuck out. We'll, we'll be waiting right here. We'll be waiting right here for you. So now that those people are gone, (laughs) now that those folks are gone, um, it gets where it gets tricky for me. I'm I'm not sure about the ethical implications of taking something like a real life case, like the Slenderman case that actually happened that was hugely devastating, not only to the victim, but also to the children who perpetrated this act. Now, I know there's a lot of particularly on Anissa, there's a lot of um I guess uh opinions on her. I mean, she does in the documentary, she does seem very sociopathic, but she's still a fucking 12-year-old kid, right? I mean, yeah, it's two 12-year-olds committing a crime, a heinous crime, against another 12-year-old. We're all dealing, like, they're all children, right? And obviously, they need some in-depth psychological and psychiatric treatment. So taking a case like that, which only happened five years ago, and fictionalizing it and releasing it as a movie, I feel like is pretty fucking unethical. Because, like, what if one of those kids who were involved in that crime watches that film? I mean, obviously they shouldn't. But, like, I just feel like it's gross and, like, the worst kind of capitalism. Because mm-hmm. we're taking a tragedy that happened that was a tragedy for all three of those kids and turning it into entertainment. And I'm not really down with that. You're not? I'm not. Um, It's different than, like, I didn't have a problem with the documentary because the documentary delved into a lot of, like, mental health issues and things like that. And I absolutely recommend that everybody watches that if you haven't seen it, um, the Beware the Slender Man documentary. But this film, like, it, it, the aesthetics of the film were very good. And like I said, the Creepy Tree Ranches were awesome. And I could have gotten into it if I didn't know that it was based on a real crime that actually occurred to like real people that involved real children. Um, Then with the twist at the end where the victim who turns out to be the librarian, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who definitely, I called her the lesbian librarian because she definitely seems like, you know, there were vibes. She was, she was less. She was less for sure. Less. I mean, she was cute. Possibly. I liked her, you know, until um, she got all crazy. Very true. Yes. Until she got cray. I liked her. But um, she, her character wanting to be a sacrifice towards the end, like, to me, that was, you're, you're taking a story that is basically about a child who was assaulted and stabbed 19 times, and you're turning it into, like, now she, the person in the story who's supposed to represent that real life person like wants to be a sacrifice to this urban legend thing and wants you to kill her. And it's just like, it just got really smarmy for me. I couldn't, I wasn't able to separate the film itself, which I think is an okay film. The aesthetic is decent from the case that it had basically like ripped all its information from. And I, and I just felt like it was such a, 
ethically questionable choice to do that that I just couldn't vibe with it. There's also the sort of underlying theme of mental illness, which is there as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and I know that it sort of received some negative reviews for just sort of um, having the vibe that it exploited mental illness a little bit um, and just using it as a plot device instead of making actual um, intelligent observations or commentary about mental illness. Yeah. Um, so I... I can see that um, a lot of films sort of get that um, sort of get that critique. Like I know Split had that critique as well. Mm. Um, now, see, I don't but, really mind. I don't mind mental illness being a part of horror because I think it's it, it's one of the I think one of the first genres that we actually were able to start exploring mental illness and start you know having a conversation. I guess opening up a conversation. And so I I kind of think that it I don't mind a horror film that's like is it, you know is this creepy thing that's manifesting is it just in this person's head is it like a symptom of an illness or is it real or yada 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 but to me this film went too far too much back and forth and then it ended up being real and not mental illness at all but yet we spent all this time like it just I just, I don't think I could decide what it wanted to fucking be. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like you said, it just sort of went back and forth. It was like, okay, right. is this an actual entity? Oh, so we, you know, have little moments where we think it's an entity. And then it's like, oh, well, is it just in our head? Or um, is it someone else? Like, at some point throughout the right. film, I was like, is it a third person? That would have been cool. Right. And but it leaves at one you point, with I not thought really it was knowing. going to be a third yeah. person. Because I thought the victim, right. or the person at the, the twist ending, the librarian, I thought she was going to be the person that was like doing all of it mercy black doing it all as sort of like revenge yeah you know what I which mean? would like, have been again something we could follow right like she survived this horrific incident sort of had this moment where she wanted to um get revenge on those on the two girls and so just sort of took on mercy black as her you know her thing yeah that's kind of towards the end of the film. That's kind of where my head was going. But, you know. The fuck but do then, I know? of course, at the very end of the film, Mercy Black turns out to, like, actually be an entity or everything that they've done has created her as an entity. And, and it's not, like, all of a sudden she's here and then the little boy is you know, stabs the librarian through the eye and apparently is, like, now a murderer. So, yeah, I which don't... also seemed like such a weird loose end because what? I get that it's a cool visual, but what? Yeah, it was just really interesting because, so you have this this figure that the, that the girls made that they call Mercy Black, and they had to add, like, they had to give her something, or they added something to this, um... What do you call it? Um, not icon, but like an icon. No, that's an icon. An icon? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so icon. Like There's they another built word. A figure of her. There's another word that I'm trying to think of. I can't think of it right now because my brain is just running on a prayer. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so this icon of her, and so it sort of, I guess, gives her power, but in a an uh, in a actual like it makes her come alive, not like something metaphorical 
Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple different things going on there. Um, I th- I'm not sure if the directors and the writers of this film um, knew about the concept of a tulpa. It's a very interesting concept. I remember you saying something about that. Yes, yeah. So a tulpa is an idea um, very similar to like an urban legend or something like that. An idea that you have of something and the fear of that thing gives it the power to manifest. So if we think about something like Slenderman um, or like Mercy Black in this film, um, it's like a story that one person tells Mm -hmm. to another person and then that other person gets creeped out and weirded out by it and they're afraid of it and then they tell it to another person and then that person's afraid of it. And then the collective fear of this entity gives it the energy, the power, whatever, to manifest and become an actual physical thing in this universe um, that can, you know, act on other physical things in this universe, including people. So I'm not sure if they knew about the concept of a a tulpa, but that's basically what you're dealing with in in this movie is that all these people have heard the legend of Mercy Black and they have, you know, felt some sort of fear or some sort of belief in it. And then that kind of created, caused the thing to actually manifest. Right. Or, like, even with the case that this was inspired by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it may not actually, like, Slender Man may not have actually come into this plane of existence because everybody believed in him, but, you know, it made a, a human connection mm-hmm. and, you know, that horrible thing happen. Right. So, you know, these things can have actual consequences to them, not just, like... right creating you know silly urban legends right which is an interesting story to tell like tulpas are one of my like favorite sort of things to research because it's so interesting and i think it is a powerful um sort of principle kind of that you can you can out of nothing with just your fear of nothing create something to be afraid of Kind of like when you haven't eaten anything and you vomit something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very familiar <laughs> with that. Um, very familiar with that. Yes. Um, but I, so, so that concept, the concept of a tulpa is a very interesting thing, I think, to explore in horror. However, again, I think that this movie, you can explore that concept without point by point ripping off an actual case that happened to actual people. Mm. And I just feel like that, that to me is so, I mean, okay. So like the true crime community gets a lot of shit for, you know, idealizing. Some people say idealizing figures like Ted Bundy and Ed Kemper and, you know, BTK and all those motherfuckers. And people can make the argument like, okay, but you're profiting off of these crimes that these people did by telling their stories and talking about them. Like, that's a big issue in true crime. But yeah. I think for me and for a lot of the true crime, you know, podcasters and shows and things that I um, engage with, like, it's not it's not about deifying those people. It's not about glorifying them. And it's not about making them the scariest motherfuckers on the planet because that's what they wanted. It's about looking at the shit that they did and basically tearing apart the story so that they're not on some sort of weird demonic pedestal. They're just, you know, normal people who were fuck ups. Colossally. Right. Um, and 
And I think the Mercy Black movie kind of weirdly deified that crime. Mm. I don't think that it, I, I think you can, you could take inspiration from the concept of a tulpa or from the concept of like some urban legend becoming so real that you're, that you're willing to act out in real life in that way against a fellow person, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to be the exact story of what happened in Wisconsin because. Well, there's a difference (sighs) between education and exploitation. Right. It was totally exploitative. I think Um, it would, it would have had a different, had it, you know, actually have been, you know, educational or something. If there was something for that, you could have learned either about, you know, something or, or the victim, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. It it there's a difference. There's a fine line there, um, and I just think that it was. I, I I kind of agree. I just think that it sort of went in um, a direction that was like, oh, look at this weird, interesting thing that happened. Like, right? Here's a movie. Let's make a movie about it. Right. And let's just like take it case by case, and then slap some weird ending onto it. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I yeah. the minute that I like probably within the first five to ten minutes I was like oh, I'm uncomfortable with this because <laughs> I'm really familiar with that case yeah and like coming into it knowing that's what it was about I think if you didn't if you didn't know that about that case if you didn't know that that had happened you might have a different perspective on the movie because it looks like fresh to you right it seems like a plot that somebody scripted out but actually they just ripped it out of a case um, yeah. So I think if you didn't know about that case, it could be an interesting movie. But knowing that that is where they took this from, to me, makes it unethical, which is why I have to kill it. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's get into a few reviews as well. So it currently has 33% on our tomato meter. 33? 33%. Okay. Uh, one and a half stars. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read both a positive and a negative review. So, uh, I forget which ones are the negative ones, the green ones. Yes. Yeah. All right. Negative review first. If having their own Momo is Netflix's latest attempt to grab viewers, they're going to need a much more disturbing monster. Yes. I mean, and that's fair. We can get into that. That fucking. I'm not going to get into Momo. No, No, not Momo. (laughs) No mo 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 ho. <laughs> no, at least not on this episode. The character design for Mercy Black, like what? What is that? I uh, I don't know. What was she that? She was like it. It reminded me of like a coat rack that stands in the corner of your your fucking uh, living room that you put the coats on that you don't actually use, and like a hat. Like maybe for Thanksgiving, your grandmother comes over and puts her ugly hat on it, and she's the only one that uses it. That's what that reminded me of. It wasn't terrifying at all. It wasn't. It was. It was very. And I, maybe they were going for childish, but it was very like the masks looked like it was made out of clay, and it had these like crude holes cut in it, and it, it was like they were going for some sort of like childish look that would be scary but yeah. it it was not scary yeah it just looked like a fucking it actually looked like a rotten tomato <laughs> now that i think about it okay 
All right, so our next one. Um, Egerton hones his focus into sharper screams and audiences delight most of all. More of this, Owen Egerton, please. (laughs) More of this, Owen Egerton, please. Have we just found Blumhouse's latest in-house workman? I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think... Blumhouse is a fucking... Blumhouse or Bloomhouse? I always say Blumhouse. I say Blumhouse, too. I'm sorry if it's Bloomhouse, Blumhouse. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're such a good production studio for horror, and they've done so many good things, and then this is not. I hope this isn't the fucking new direction that they're going in. Wait, did they produce it? Yeah, they did. Ah, that might have been another factor why we why I really wanted to watch it because I mean yeah. typically they're like on their, their stuff shit. is really good. Yeah, mm, maybe not. Maybe not this time. So yeah. So with all of that being said, my review. Um, I I'm gonna have to kill it. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't. Uh, there's no, there's no rewatch value to it. Um, there's I'm no. Not really real... sure. There's any watch value to it. <laughs> No, it might have value for someone. Um, there's no real like uh, scare factor um, besides maybe one moment, and I was like, "Oh, okay," but that went by so fast I had to like watch it again. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to kill it. Yeah, I agree with you. I kill it for ethical reasons. Don't fucking rip plots off of actual murders that happen to people. That's smarmy. Write your own shit. Be creative. I just killed it because I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We fucking made it Fuck, through. I don't bitch. I don't know what we talked about. I hope it was enough. I don't remember. For you. I don't remember Hi, what we said. Hi, welcome back to the Haunted Heart Podcast. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, we're finished. We, yep, yep. No, this is the we're outro, finished. not the intro. Thank God. Jesus. God almighty. All right, guys. We are going to drink a shitload of hot tea uh-huh. and take some fucking naps. And until next time. I can, oh, hold on. I bet I can do this real good. Go ahead. No, but you also Wait, have do to I? do it. I have but, to do it. Wait, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. I just feel like I've got... I feel like I could do... Hold on. I'll start us off. All right, guys. Until next time, you gotta stay stay spooky. spooky.